Welcome to the University of North Georgia Nighthawk Athletics Hawk Talk radio show and podcast series. Hawk Talk is an effort to bring the message of the Nighthawk Nation directly to the North Georgia community. The show is carried each week on the flagship radio station of UNG Athletics, 97.5 Glory FM, and it's archived on the podcast page at ungathletics.com. Presented by the official healthcare partner of North Georgia Athletics, Northeast Georgia Health System, the Hawk Talk Initiative aims to provide weekly in-depth feature content, highlighting the stories behind North Georgia Athletics. Welcome into Hawk Talk, the weekly episodic radio show and podcast series presented by Northeast Georgia Health System, the official healthcare partner of UNG Nighthawk Athletics. Walker McCreary from the Hawk Talk Recording Studios. Great show coming up for you today. We will recap what's happened throughout the first three weeks of athletics here at North Georgia um, as a whole. But first, we'll talk about the cross-country team who just got done hosting the first of three meets out at the UNG cross-country course this season, uh, hosting the eighth annual UNG cross-country invitational and joining us to talk about that meet and the first meet of the season about a week and a half ago is the head cross-country coach here at North Georgia, Chris England. Coach, uh, first time we've had you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's thrilling to be here. <laughs> well, your girls have run very well to start the season. Back-to-back uh, second-place finishes for your team with Carmen Leroy back-to-back uh, -back third places individually. I want to start uh, with her and how she's run. Of course, the Peach Belt Freshman of the Year, when, you've, uh, when you took the job here at North Georgia, I know that you saw her name and her accolades uh, as you were uh, learning this team. Talk about how she's performed throughout the uh, start of this season. Um, of course, athletically, Carmen's uh, accolades speak for themselves, but I, I want to start off by saying that she's uh, also a vocal leader. She leads by example, um, but also motivates her teammates. So. Um, you know, it's rare when you have that. Sometimes we have some really good athletes that um, do what they do best on the course or, or on the field, uh, but they're pretty quiet. So uh, fortunately for Carmen, she, she does both. She, she performs well on and off the cross-country course um, and also in the classroom. So uh, she's just one of those rare uh, student athletes that just succeeds at everything she does. And her personality is, is very winning. So those around her want to, to do their best, um, you know, and follow in her footsteps. So, um, so she's just great to have around, not only just at the competitions, but in practice every day, she motivates her, her teammates. So, and then of course, you know, in the results, she's a leader as well. So, she, you know, she's been our top runner uh, for the first two meets. Um, she's kind of distanced herself from the, from the rest of the team, which is great because they, uh, they can now chase after her to get faster. Well, and it's not just Carmen. I know that we started with Carmen because she's been the top finisher, but in each one of the meets, you've had four girls finish in the top 10 and several just outside of the top 10. Uh, your team seems to be, uh, starting to figure out running as a pack. I know we talked a little bit uh, on Saturday after the race about uh, how from race one to race two, you saw a different uh, mindset and strategy from your girls that uh, is very, a very good thing to see as we start to look ahead toward the latter two meets of the season. Uh, absolutely. So when I, when I 
first started um, when we first started practice in mid August or early September, uh, I just had a, a roster list of names all summer. So um, of 20, 20 runner, over 20 runners. So uh, which is pretty overwhelming for me. Um, but then once we got the green light to start practicing and I could see who the runners were, put a name with a face, even even wearing a mask, um, <laughs> just seeing who the runners were, who was good, who's going to improve, who's who's got uh, potential has, has really helped. Um, unfortunately, due to some restrictions, we can only compete so many athletes. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do leave a, a lot at home uh, each competition but the cupboard is not empty by any means. Yeah. So we have uh, a big group that that's fighting for travel spots and scoring spots. So uh, a little intra team competition mm -hmm. each week. Um, but my biggest goal is just to instill some of the knowledge that I have, you know, running's a pretty easy sport. Uh, you just go out and do it, but there's, there's more to it than that. There are tactics and um, you know, ways to, to run and be more competitive. And that's kind of, what the UNG team has been learning mm -hmm. from the first competition to the second. Uh, and only within a week, I've seen such great improvement um, with their running. Just, they're not just running hard, they're running smart and hard. So it, it definitely makes them appear better in the results. You know, one of the things that uh, when calling that race on Saturday that was really fun to watch was how your team responded uh, in that final loop of the three-loop race, the, the team standings, Anderson had really pulled away uh, after that three-and-a-quarter-kilometer split. Um, but your girls fought back and really drew that down to, I think it was an eight-point gap at the end, um, really showing the grit and tenacity and that second gear that I, I think uh, is crucial to your sport. Talk about the uh, fight that your girls had uh, as they were finishing up that race on what was a pretty cold morning, at least when we got out there. Yeah, you're right. They definitely finished strong, which is the most important. I mean, anybody can start the race fast, uh, but you got to pace yourself and you got to know when to, um, when to go hard and, and when not to. You got to know your limitations. Uh, we saw two weeks ago at West Georgia, uh, one of our top runners, she overdid it and, and uh, couldn't finish the race, but she learned from that and paced herself a little bit better. and. Um, finish strong on Saturday at the North Georgia invite. So um, that's something we've been practicing in every day um, outside of competition is knowing your limits and uh, know when to put yourself and to run as, as a pack. So um, I think that one race is also a good snapshot of our cross country season too. Um, you know, midway through the race, uh, we weren't winning. winning. Um, just like midway through the season, we don't really want to be winning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then they poured it on at the end of the race, just like we want to pour it on at the end of the season. So uh, I think it's a it's a good life lesson, uh, at least for this cross country season. Um, you know, they were disappointed not to win the home meet, but we have our sights set a lot higher than winning the uh, October 17th UNG Invitational. So uh, and that's starting to set in their minds as well. Like, hey, you know, we may have lost this um, battle, but we're going to you know go for the war. Um, that being the Peach Belt Conference Championship uh, in four weeks. So four weeks is a long time away. Um, as I said, they've progressed a lot in one week. I can only imagine um, if they keep up this trajectory, how well they're going to run uh, at the Peach Belt Conference Championship. Well, and you, you talked about the span of a season and what you're hoping to do 
as you go on. I have to think that it's an advantage that the final two races of the season, the Peach Belt Conference preview and then the championship on November 14th are on the home course. Talk about uh, just the advantages that your girls uh, and you are hopefully going to be able to have in being able to run on the same course three meets in a row over a span of five weeks. Absolutely. It will be a home course advantage. Unfortunately, we won't have the home fans, um, you know, with the conference rules limiting spectators um, at the meets. So we won't have that, but definitely just knowing the lay of the land, um, you know, competing at North Georgia's course three times. We do practice there pretty frequently as well. Um, you know, there's lots of holes and <laughs> holes in the grass. There's plenty of roots and um, pine cones that have fallen in the in the backstretch. So just knowing where to place your feet and where to make a move, when to back off when a big hill is coming, uh, you know, that plays a large part. And I, I will have to say, um, even though this is my first season at North Georgia, mid-November is going to be quite chilly, uh, <laughs> especially if it's anything like October 17th was. So we definitely have to play that to our advantage. You know, a lot of our schools are from warmer climates and um, coming up to do a cross-country meet on uh, a chilly November morning, especially at 1030 in the morning, um, will definitely play to our advantage. So, um, but they, the UNG runners, they have to learn this and use it to their advantage. You know, nobody's going to give them uh, a conference title. They have to earn that. One final question for you, coach. Describe the uh, excitement that was with your team when, uh, you guys took to the start line two weeks ago uh, to kick off the season amidst everything else going on in the world right now? Well, I'd say there's probably more nervousness than excitement, but uh, usually they can go hand in hand. But uh, it's just so thrilling. You know, um, eight weeks ago, we didn't even know if we were going to have um, a cross-country season or any college athletics for that matter. Um, so everybody's just in a holding pattern, but we still have a job to do. Uh, you know, we were just waiting for – any news, whether that's good news or bad news, but to be prepared. So um, having six weeks to practice uh, leading up to that competition was very helpful. Uh, you know, let, uh, let the runners prepare themselves physically for that first meet. But um, I would say they were more excited after crossing the finish line, just to have that, that one competition, uh, you know, since most of these girls probably hadn't competed in almost a year um, with a, because the track, the track and field season was pretty um, non-existent as well. So uh, we're, we're just all happy to be competing. And, you know, this will be our only championship for the fall for the Peach Belt. So, uh, you know, everybody just wants to put in their best effort. And, they, you know, they're, not de they're definitely not taking this for granted. Uh, you know, they've been given a gift to be able to compete. And, uh, you know, we've all worked hard for it to social distance and uh, to wear masks and to – you know, make do with seeing family and friends and staying in our bubble. So um, it's definitely well earned, but it's exciting nonetheless. Well, in that uh, next meet uh, on October 31st, the Peach Belt Conference preview, that'll be carried live on the Nighthawk Sports Network, of course, with the protocols and uh, restrictions that Coach spoke of earlier without, with the spectators not being allowed. Uh, fans can watch that there. And then, of course, on the 14th, watching uh, the conference championship coach. We appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck throughout the rest of the season and hopefully not the uh, last time we get to speak with you here on Hawk Talk. Good night, Hawks. That's Coach Chris England. When we return, we will recap the start to the 2020-21 season.
More after this here on Hawk Talk. Welcome back to Hawk Talk presented by Northeast Georgia Health System. As we continue on on this episode of Hawk Talk, we want to take some time to rewind and get you all caught up on what has happened in the first month of North Georgia athletics here in Dahlonega, of course, with everything being pushed back to the month of October. Uh, definitely uh, want to recap what we have seen so far, and it has been nothing short of spectacular for all of our athletic programs here at North Georgia to start the 2020-2021 season. We started all the way back at the first day of October, October 1st, when the tennis teams took off for the ITA Southeast Regionals uh, up at Belmont Abbey. And we saw the both the women and the men play extremely well uh, up in Belmont, North Carolina, with the Southeast Regional Doubles Championship on the women's side to head back to Dahlonega as Vashali George and Claudel Labonte Frey claim the doubles championship, uh, becoming the second Nighthawk team all time to bring home the doubles crown um, by getting their very good win over uh, Flagler's team, the number one seed in the tournament, where the Nighthawks won 8-2 to two in that one. A very good win for V and Claudel. You also saw the singles players perform extremely well, making it very deep in the singles draw. On the men's side, the Nighthawks, uh, led by Zach Waldo, he fought back after losing the opening match of the singles draw, fought all the way back through the consolation uh, draw to win that back draw tournament. Uh, in the final day, he had to have two very big three-set wins to claim that crown. He started with Belmont Abbey's Elijah Burkle in the semifinals, falling in the first set, answered back with a 6-2, and then won the tiebreak 10-4. Same thing happened in the consolation final when the junior Zach Waldo took on Gabriel Martin. Uh, fell in the first set 6-1, then shut out Martin in the second set uh, 6-0, and then took care of business winning 10-6 in the uh, final set. We head to the golf course now. The men got started at the Camden Invitational where they finished in sixth place overall. Stephen Kinzel leading the way for the Nighthawks with a T10 finish. Went 75-69-72 on the par 70 course. And Kenzel, back-to-back top 10 finishes in his collegiate career, of course, finished the 1920 season with a top 10 finish, finishing T10 in the Southern Tide Classic, and then starting off this season with a T10 as well. On the women's golf side, their fall season already having come to a close, 
starting on October 5th and 6th, they went and took part in the regional preview up at Lee University at Cleveland Country Club, took home the championship in that one both as a team and then Megan Sable winning it individually. Sable, 73 in the final round, uh, finished 5 over 221, won by four shots. And then the Nighthawks, the third best 54-hole team score in program history as of then, and the fifth all-time win for the women's golf program, uh, defeating Lee uh, in the final round. The Nighthawks trailed in that uh, tournament by a good margin to the Flames and ended up coming back shooting the low round of the day as a team and getting a little bit of help from the Flames. Then the Nighthawks turned around, hosted the 7th Annual Leanne Noble Memorial, found themselves in the same position after the first round, an 11-shot deficit to Lee going into the final round, but the Nighthawks storm back, fall a little bit short on the comeback trail, finishing second in their home event for the fourth consecutive year with freshman Matty Anantazan finishing in second place individually. Uh, 3-under-213 for the tournament, broke the 54-hole individual scoring record. Um, also, the Nighthawks beating the 54-hole scoring record as a team, uh, firing their first-ever 54-hole tournament score under 900 strokes with an 897 as the Nighthawk women have finished up their season. Rifle team also has been in action since we've gotten started. They took on NC State in their season opener. Freshman Morgan Frank starting off her Nighthawk career with a bang, uh, finishing in fifth place overall, uh, shooting 573 in the small bore, 585 in air. Very good performance to kick off her Nighthawk career. Kimberly Nettles just one point behind in aggregate scoring, and then uh, Jane Fraley right behind them as well as those three finished in the top ten in that match against North Carolina State, who is now ranked in the top ten in the first CRCA rankings Rifle team, by the way, their highest ever ranking, tying that in program history as they were announced as the number 17 team in the nation uh, last week when the first rankings came out. Coming up very soon, and you've already heard us talk about the cross-country team uh, finishing in second in both of their meets with Carmen Leroy finishing third individually in both meets. Coming up in North Georgia Athletics this coming week. A jam-packed weekend of action for the Nighthawks, the rifle team traveling up to Virginia Military Institute where they are slated to take on VMI and Wofford as of time of recording. Uh, the women's tennis team traveling down to Brunel to uh, take part in another fall tournament there. The men's tennis team will host a tournament at the UNG Tennis Complex at Yahula Creek on Sunday, hosting Piedmont and Emanuel. 
And then the men's golf team will wrap up their fall season with the UNG Fall Invitational down at Chesterton Country or Chattahoochee Country Club, excuse me, as the Nighthawks play host to 16 other teams at Chattahoochee in the Fall Invitational. Full coverage of all of those events can be found at ungathletics.com. Special thanks goes out to the women's cross-country and track and field coach Chris England for joining us on this edition of Hawk Talk. Be sure to stay tuned for more great interviews and stories behind the Nighthawk Nation as we continue through this, the second season of Hawk Talk, presented by Northeast Georgia Health System. For the entire Nighthawk Sports Network and Coach Chris England, I'm Walker McCreary. Tune in next week. This has been Hawk Talk. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast from UNGAthletics.com or subscribe to Hawk Talk online wherever you listen to your podcasts. Join us next week on the flagship radio station of North Georgia Athletics, 97.5 Glory FM, for the next edition of Hawk Talk, presented by Northeast Georgia Health System. For more information on the Nighthawks, visit the official home of UNG Athletics at UNGAthletics.com.